This is Rez. And this is Cole. From the Eviscerated Gaming Podcast, and you're listening to HearthCast. Welcome to HearthCast, episode number 165 for patch 5.2, made possible by OpenRaid.org. Our topic for this episode is catching up. And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast. This is Freckleface, and I play a Goblin Hunter. And hey, this is Root, and when I do play, I play in my Goblin Warlock. HearthCast is a World of Warcraft podcast for the casual player with news, insights, and other tidbits of information that you may not hear anywhere else. Coming up in this episode of HearthCast, we are going to talk, find out what penance our listeners have to pay in the latest round of HearthCast Confessions with Freckleface. You know, we also have an easy fix for all the currency problems WoW currently has, and... Uh, there's indisputable proof that Blizzard isn't 100% dumbing down this game. So, hey, Freckleface. Hey. Wonderful to see you. You too. How you been? All right. Feels like we missed a week there. We did. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Well, I was the one who was sick. I know, and I was the one who was out of town, but we'll yeah, get to that so. in a sec. So, outside of being sick, Freck, how have you been in the world of Warcraft? Pretty good. I've been keeping up with doing the Raid Finders. Um, I did all three of them Saturday. All threes of them? Yeah. Oh. And then uh, this past week when the fourth one came out, we did that one together, which was pretty cool. Yep. Um, I also just finished up the first um, part of the War of the Ancients trilogy called Well of Eternity. Yeah, how'd you like that? It's a very interesting story. Yeah, it's about an orc, a dragon, and a mage who end up time traveling back 10,000 years to the first invasion of the Burning Legion when Queen Najara let them in. Okay. Yeah. How... Wow, that's a long way to go, 10,000 years. Yeah, yeah, and it's got some of the same characters that are modern, which I haven't quite gotten to the point like how the how these night elves are still around. Because people live forever and never really die in WoW. Not the humans. They can bring them back. I don't know, I looked up a chart on life expectancy, it's all over the place. <laughs> They've done a few things in the game that tied in. Um, for example, I was doing archaeology, and I got Queen Ajara's dressing gown. And I made a comment about how it's very garish and, um, you know, very kind of tacky. Okay. But in the book, they did talk about how night elves like really love their colors, oh. and other outsiders would kind of look on and you know like why are they using so many colors? You know, just very yeah. outlandish and. So everybody else thinks it's tacky, but the night elves they yeah, dig they, it. They dig it. They like the colors. They're into it. So that's pretty cool. And then I was um, working on my worgen warlock, doing yeah doing a quest in Darkshore, which is the night elf place. And Zara showed up. I'm like, Wait, what? I was a little confused, but she looks like a nog. She's got all these tentacles from uh-huh. her head. I don't know. So I'm still trying to figure out the complete story of the Night Elves and Azara. And it's it's a very interesting read and piecing everything together. I realized I know very little about, you know, WoW lore. Like I knew something about Azara and something about, you know, that zone there. But <laughs> That zone. That zone. <laughs> that zone with all the naga. <laughs> You know, the map's confusing. You cannot tell from the map when an area is inaccessible because it's like off a cliff. Oh. Yeah. 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 Mm, cool. Yeah. So, lots of interesting stuff. How many books are there? Three in the trilogy? Uh, that, Three in the trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there is. Yeah, no root. All right. So, now I got to figure out how to get a hold of the other two so I can 
finish that up. There's this thing called interlibrary loan. Oh, is there? <laughs> Why don't you tell me about this? Uh, you know, I could, but it's only like, you know, for libraries. You know, I really I really like reading stuff in my nook. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah you got the nook now. Yeah. 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 It's much more convenient. Yeah. Because the bucket takes one to two hands. One to two. Yeah. <laughs> if it, if you're in the middle and you have to use both hands to hold the binding open, uh, you yeah. need both hands. Right. Look, you can just sit it on your lap and just, you know, turn the page you need to. No hands. No hands. Okay. <laughs> it makes a big difference. Have you ever tried to eat a steak and read a book? Um, No. It is difficult. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I believe you. Okay. You seem to speak from experience. <laughs> this is when the nook comes in handy. That's so, all I'm saying. So, Frack, you ever try to eat a steak while reading a nook? Yes. Oh, okay. It's very convenient. Because <laughs> you don't need a hand. Exactly. So, Root, you and I did the LFR together, the newest one. Yes. The last wing. Yes. What did you wing. think of it? Uh, it was a great slideshow. Oh, still? <laughs> Actually, you know, I have down to no add-ons except for DBM. Maybe it's DBM causing everything. It didn't cause anything with me. It's just I'm one of those, you know, unfortunate people who have been hit by the 5.2 slideshow of WoW. Hmm. And we'll just call it that. Now, the good part is that uh, Saturday, this coming Saturday, I'm meeting with Synergy from Vote to Kick at his store in Orlando. And I'm picking out the components to my new computer. He mentioned that in his show, too. Yep. It's happening. And uh, it's interesting because I'm talking to, like, you know, some people at work about it. And everybody, of course, has their opinion. And I think my opinion is going to differ from a lot of people's opinion because everybody's like, oh, you got to get this case. It's see-through. I'm like, it's a case for a computer. I don't care what my computer looks like. I want my computer to work. Function over f- fashion. But if it's see-through, can't you tell if something... Um, no. It, no? <laughs> <laughs> okay, if it's see-through, that means I got to buy components on the inside with lights. Oh. I don't care about components on the inside. Is it neat? Yes. Is it cool? Yes. Is it, you know, does it increase the effectiveness of having my computing power? No. So I don't, I don't need it. So we'll see. What OS are you going to get? It's going to be Windows. Which one? 7. Uh. Windows 8 is dying. Really? Yes. I'm actually am a convert. Well, I'm glad you I've are. Converted. But, you know, not to get too technical in nature, but, you know, even the, the big uh, geek websites, you know, ZDNet and some other places, uh-huh. C, uh, CNews and CNET, rather, um, they're already starting to report the decline and the rollback from Windows 8 back to Windows 7. And oh. it's just, it's not good for them. No. It's not doing too yeah. good. Especially with this latest one with Windows Blue or whatever. They're still pushing the Metro, although now there's there have been some stuff surfaced that allow you, the, apparently you can uh, not boot into the Metro you know, UI. You can actually go straight to your desktop, but we'll see. Hmm. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. So, been busy. Yeah. Yeah, I've been out of town. How's yeah. that? I uh, went to Michigan, to Detroit, and lived to tell about it. Everybody was all worried, like, you could you taking a flag jacket? You, you got a bulletproof vest? I'm like, it's, <laughs> no, I don't. I'm not inviting trouble. I'm going to go from the airport to a rental car to the customer location and then back. Right. So, 
Yeah. It was alright. It was cool. It was fun. Stressful. I got about uh, eight hours of sleep in the entire five days I was there. Total? Total. Ouch. Yeah. Um, you know, everything was going good the first day. And then it fell apart. Oh. So, through no fault of our own, it was uh, a third-party vendor's issue. So... We did the best we could. We actually delivered what we said we were delivered, just in a different way. So, you know, not again, not to geek out too much, but they ended up being vendor locked to their phone system, and we had to deploy our solution on their existing phone system as opposed to the new phone system that I spent three weeks configuring for them. Oh. So, yeah, different versions of phone systems and redoing, you know, three weeks of work in a matter of five hours. Pretty fun stuff. Hmm. But I discovered something. I'm old, Freck. <laughs> I did not recover well, Freck. I've been back in the game once since I got back. I got back on a, um, when did I get back? Like on a Wednesday? Yeah. I got back yeah. on a Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, Thursday, the, it, here's the thing. Okay, eight hours of sleep, get back on a Wednesday. Thursday morning, uh, I was getting peppered with work calls. Yeah. And I did something I've never done before. What'd you do? I turned my phone off <sighs> it was rough well so. I don't think that has to do with being old because my personal minimum for our sleep is five and a half hours if I have less than that I have a bad day just a bad day well that's not that's not all see yeah Friday comes around and I'm feeling like okay maybe maybe I'm back you were feeling ill yes we had the meetup and I missed it. I was so sad. And you missed the meetup. It was a fantastic meetup. We had new people there. 15 people, I heard. Yeah, it's like yeah. 15 people. Yeah, it was really cool. Mm-hmm. At Firkin and Kegler here in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the snake was there. <sighs> had good conversations with him. And I was feeling detached. Not just from like the company there. I was like feeling like like I was like on the outside looking in. And I'm sure. like, you know what? I need to go home because I'm I'm not in a good physical mental place. You know, I'm crashing. Yeah. So, I excused myself and and left. Mm-hmm. Driving home, I get a text from Meow the Snake. He says, hey, did somebody forget to pay the bill? Oh, no. <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> so, he, I was yeah so out of it that I forgot to pay my bill at Frickin' and Kegler, which he covered for me. In, uh, that was nice of him. And I got steak. That night. <laughs> I remember getting steak because I was like, I want steak. Yeah. I deserve a steak. And then I didn't pay for it. <laughs> so big thanks and big props to Meow the Snake for that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Still a sleep thing, not an old thing, though. Yeah, well, it's combined because I used to be able to do that kind of stuff and be fine. You know? That was I When? Re- re- going, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Eh. Well. <laughs> But yes, we did then you did finally get me back in and we did run um the latest uh looking for raid. It was pretty good. That's I enjoyed pretty good. it. I got some drops. I got a weapon, which got no uh yeah, I got a weapon and it uh it is better than my um shot touched weapon. Awesome. And then I went back and uh, talked to uh, the dude at Raytheon and um the vendor there and I got my prismatic socket and I'm waiting to I'm gonna put like gems in probably tonight or tomorrow night. And uh, I also got a chess piece off of uh, Galleon. 
So that was an upgrade for me too. I haven't gotten any drops in three weeks. I've been spending all my coins. <sighs> yeah. I don't I, know. Yeah. It, sometimes it happens, you know, sometimes it doesn't. RNG. It, yeah. It's all right. That's why it's there. Keeps, yeah, that is why it's there. Playing. You know, if they just gave you everything, it wouldn't be fun. This is true. Yeah. So, but I hope to be fully back. And see, here's the thing, you know, now that I'm experiencing all this cruddiness with uh, my computer in 5.2, it's going to be May before I get my new computer. It's not like I'm going to go pick it up this Saturday. Oh, I'm why just, not? Because it's not May. May is my birthday month. Right. So I'm waiting till my birthday. So you're just going to what, pick it out? Yeah, I'm going to go start and picking what? and then we'll build it and then I'll oh, get it. Gotcha. So, yeah, I'm just going to pick some components out and talk strategy, strategorize. Mm. I'm going to strategize <laughs> <laughs> about how I want to build and what I want to build, what components I want in it and, you know. I'm going to see if I can twist his arm and get him to install WoW, too. <laughs> and then burn it in for me. I'm going to try to get the doghouse treatment from Synergy. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, after being gone, Frack, for like a week or two now, um, I've missed out on Nami. I have not even, like, logged in to get Nami. Nami, yeah. And you got Nami, by the way, right? Yeah. And well, Nami, he's giving me presents now. Right. Yes. Okay. You get cool presents every day. Yeah. Right. I've been missing out on that. Mm. I feel like, you know, I got to get in and catch up. You know what's awkward? What's awkward? We don't give any presents to the person who taught us. Do you think we're all committing a faux pas? No. You sure? Yes. We're grown ups. Nami's a child. Yeah, but we have more disposable income than this kid does. You don't know that? Where does he go when you unsummon him? You don't know where he goes? I bring him into raids. I mean, <laughs> he has witnessed all sorts of carnage. He's seen some stuff. <laughs> and it's funny because he always keeps his back to the fight and just stares at me the whole time. Like, get me out of here, please. <laughs> if I don't see it, it's not happening. <laughs> but you know what? Hey, speaking of catching up. Today's totally tantalizing topic. Catching up and wow. What you can do to get caught up. Brought to you by Open Raid. So as we've seen, Blizzard's their release rate for new content is much faster than it has been in previous expansions, and it is anticipated to stay that way. Just from now on. Big commitment. Yeah. 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 But for players that take a break and then come back or switch mains or are completely new to the game, it can seem like there's too much to do to catch up. Because they've given us so much content and they are giving it to us quickly. It can feel overwhelming. Yes. Uh, But if you know what's still valuable and what can be skipped, you can actually catch up fairly quickly. Not get burnt out while you're doing it? Exactly. Okay. Well, how does this happen? Well, let's look at the gear. You have to have your gear at a certain eye level to be able to participate in all the content. And then be able to get to the end game raids, to be able to do all the LFRs. To be able to survive in the most uh, recent dailies. You know, if you come in there as a fresh 90, you either will not be eligible or you'll just die too fast. Okay. So you want to get that gear item level up. And there's two ways that you get gear. You can purchase it or win it from drops. Now, purchasable gear is double gated behind valor and reputation. 
Each Pandaria faction only offers a few pieces rather than a set, and we already know there's not going to be updates to their Quartermasters. So when a new patch comes out and that gear that Quartermaster is selling, if it's you know no longer the best stuff, guess what? They're not going to get new gear to sell you. They're not getting shipment in? No, they're oh, not. Man. No. What they have is what they have. So with all that time that it takes to get all those factions up to Exalted, you really want to think about what is going to still be worth it after that gear is outdated. Now, you and I talked in episode 159 about the long-term benefits of maxing out all these reputations, because I do feel that they all have some sort of benefit, whether it's just getting immersed in the storyline, or there's uh, mounts, or just other objects other than gear that you can buy, that will still benefit your character long after the gear is no longer viable. But for the purpose of gearing up, there's a lot of factions that you don't have to worry about. In fact, right now, only the um, Shattered Sun or the Kirin Tor Offensive, that's the Alliance and the Horde version, and the Domination and Shieldwall dailies still provide decent gear. So basically, the faction that was added in 5.1 and the faction that was added in 5.2, those are the only ones that really still provide still provides gear that it's worth the time it takes to get it. For current players, though, right? For current players. Right. Another thing to remember is that you can buy great pieces from the Shadowpan Assault starting at neutral. So if you're fresh 90 and you have enough valor, you can go and you can buy an item level 522, which will give you a huge boost. Huge boost. But like I said, it's double gated, so even if you're okay with the reputation, you still have to have the valor. And also with that Shadowpan Assault, the only reliable way to earn rep is to kill the bosses in Throne of Thunder. Right. Yeah. There's some some of the dailies will give you a chance to get that reputation in the little prize when you finish your dailies or at the end of the loot run. But the only guaranteed way is killing the bosses and throwing the thunder. And when you think about viable gear, you can also remember the auction house. And while epics can run a pretty penny, you can get a blue crafted set. That it might not be end game, but if you get enough pieces, it can boost your item level enough to get you into at least mid-level range. Cool. Now, the second way to earn gear is to win it from drops. And although you're relying on luck, you're also earning valor at the same time. Now, the dungeon system is set up in tiers in that a fresh 90 can get into regular dungeons. Right. After you've run regular dungeons a bit, you'll you will get drops from that to boost your item level. Now you can run heroics. Once you run heroics for a while, you'll have enough gear to do the Mogushan vaults. And again, you you run Mogushan vaults for a couple weeks, and you'll have some more pieces. Now you can run Heart of Fear, and then Terrace of Endless Spring, and now the last one, which is Throne of Thunder. When you're running these things, you're getting the Valor, which will allow you to purchase the gear that is gated behind Reputation, and you're also just getting random drops as you're going along. Right, and now with the fact that you can champion a Reputation while you're in some of these dungeons. Yes. You know, there's bonuses there for that. That is very true. There are a few different ways to um, get some extra Reputation, including, yes, going into the character pane and selecting which faction you want to champion. Not all of them it will have an option for you to do it, but it lets you get caught up on, on some of the secondary um, reputations that you're trying to get. 
So it sounds simplistic, but we really, when you when you're thinking about gear, you just want to think about going through the looking for dungeon and at the same time leveling the most recent reputation. The other thing is, you want to try to get into a group as much as you can because if you're a fresh ninety and you try to get a Throne of Thunder, unless you're just really epic, you're going to have a hard time getting down some of those mobs because mm-hmm. they're scaled for people who have a slightly higher gear to be able to get them down. Okay. Plus, there's elites running around everywhere and things like that. So. Ah, very true. So, if you are catching up, just, of course, I mean, the game is always better with friends, but um, if you can get into a group for the dailies or get someone to run you through, you'll get everything done that much faster. So, when you're 90 and you're trying to get gear, there are a few shortcuts you can take. Um, there are also a few shortcuts you can take when you're trying to level in the first place. You just want to take advantage of all your resources heirlooms, guild perks, the dark moon fair, the wee buff. Um, and there's multiple ways to get experience now, like dungeons, PvP, and pet battles. And just as a rule of thumb, when all the quests that you have are green, you need to move on to the next area. Because it's much more efficient for your time to go ahead and do the harder, high-level quests than to sit there and do green-level quests. Yeah, you get more XP that way. Yeah, exactly. Another thing to look at is the professions. It seems as if Blizzard is slowly eliminating the need to go through old world materials to catch up on your professions. And we talked a few weeks ago about cooking. Cooking can be entirely learned through Pandaria materials, all in Half Hill. And what they've done with fishing when they made that rule of if you fish in a pool, you will always catch the fish that you're going for instead of catching junk. Because that was the first change that they made to say, well, okay, well, you can fish anywhere. But if you're not skilled enough, you're going to catch junk. And then they even took it further where they said, okay, but as long as you stay in a pool, you can fish whatever. So unless you're going for achievements or something specific, if you just want the fish for the fish because you don't, you're going to use them for cooking or whatever, and you don't want to buy them. Honestly, all you have to do is just get trained in it and just find the pools. And there are a lot of them. And just fish in the pools and get what you want. If you want to take it even further, you can... Start doing the dailies in the capital cities, and those have a chance to reward you with an item called the Weather Beaten Journal, which allows you to track those pools on your mini map, on your mini map as if it was uh, a mining node or a lizard mode. I need node. to do that still. Yeah, and now of course blacksmithing can be leveled all the way from the bottom up through Ghost Iron Ore, and they've announced that 5.3 will provide changes to urbing and mining that will allow players to catch up in Pandaria. You know, we kind of speculated on what that was, and we think they're stealing our idea, or your idea, which is, you know, just let people hack and slash, rawr, rawr, even if they don't get anything, they still get a little experience from it. Right. I'd rather yeah. them get the experience, maybe not the reward from the, the node. Sure. You know, but the experience from the node. Yeah. Because that's how it is in real life. Yeah. You know. I want that to be the way it's skinning. <laughs> it could. It could very well be. It makes sense. If you try to skin an animal, we don't know how to. Right. I mean, you might end up with a bloody mess, but... You learn. You would learn. You would learn. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's that old adage about how many light bulbs it took Thomas Edison before you figured out how to make the perfect light bulb. Yeah, so it's the same thing where, you know, you learn, and that's the cool part. So it also is going to drive the price of iron ore and everything. It's just everything, all the resources, pricing is going to get a lot more... Uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, competitive. Sure. And now with the talk about having the uh, 
um, kind of like the grouped auction houses, the crossroom auction houses coming up. Ooh. It's going to get even better. I'm so looking forward to it. So Blizzard has given us a lot of things to do with your character at max level. Uh, but going through that same content to try to catch up as in going through the 5.0 and the 5.1 content now when it's outdated. It might seem like it could be overwhelming and it might seem like there's too much to do get, to get caught up. But if you know what's still important to do and what you can ignore, um, it doesn't take you as long as to get where you need to be. I kind of think where we're at now is where everybody complained about not enough to do. Right. right? And then Blizzard gave us enough A lot to, to do. do. And then we went from this attitude of we don't have enough to do and we would do everything, right? We used to do everything. Yeah. And so we got used to doing everything and there wasn't enough. And now Blizzard gave us options, but we haven't, as a player base, made the transition to we don't have to do everything. Exactly. We still feel that need to do everything since we have it's available to us. Yeah. And so now we're like overwhelmed because we feel like we have to go do everything. That's not the case. No. I mean, when I first hit 90, the first thing I did was go do Claxi about all things because I wanted the Scorpion. Right. I don't, I'm not exalted with them yet. Yeah. I'm not exalted with it like a lot of people. But it's because I, I don't fall into the I have to do everything. Right. You know. Yeah. And that you actually have enough time so that you can, the, the factions that are less important to you, but you still want to get them. For example, I want, I want the kite. Right. And you get the kite for getting exalted with all factions. Sure. I have gotten exalted all factions, but two of them I was exalted on my rogue and not my hunter. Oh. So it did not count for that achievement. Bummer. But I still want to go back and get it on my hunter just so I can get the kite. My sure. Old. Well, the cool thing about those warbringers is they drop, you know, a thousand rep bonuses. Well, not for what I'm going for, oh, which is the anglers and the lore walkers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, lore walkers, they Lowercross get is yeah. easy, I know. Good luck with the fishing. Fishing, I'm pretty close. I'm about a day away. Well, you know, if you guys have leveled in any alts or if you are new to WoW, you can let us know what are some of the ways that you are leveling up either alts or, or your, uh, your new character if you're new to WoW. Let us know what you're doing and if you're overwhelmed or how you're taking your journey step by step. WoW news for the casual player. At the top of the show, we kind of mentioned that we had indisputable proof that Blizzard is not 100% dumbing down the game. And this is that proof, right? Blizzard is considering requiring pre-made groups for heroic scenarios. So, coming up here, Blizzard appears to be listening to us as a player base. A lot of people are saying that that WoW has become too casual friendly. Hmm. You don't need groups. You just come in, you join a random group, it puts a group together with your best you know, possible, possible combination and sends you off your way. You don't need to know anybody to play this game. And people were kind of like, you're making it too soft core. You know, I can't build up a strategy. I want to build up a strategy. I want to have my, the guy that I want to tank, the healer I want, and, you know, my DP, you know, I want my group. And we don't have my group anymore, and we're losing that synergy. Well, Blizzard's listening. And these heroic scenarios are going to require... A pre-made group. You got to go with your own group to join the scenarios. The, these uh, these heroic scenarios coming up. This way, you and two others can form a group, and you can run heroic scenarios for the better loot drops. You know, and you take that uh, that chance of the random troll away. Now, I know this isn't set in stone because first they said it was definitely going to be pre-made only, 
And now they're kind of saying like, well, we're not sure if it's going to be pre-made only or not. And it's interesting because out of this whole time we've been playing this game, everything has been centered around a tank, a healer, and three DPS. Right. And so you got your your two kind of important people in the group. You're talking about the DPS, right? (laughs) (laughs) And the three fillers. Now you have something where you don't need healers. If you have one, you can still heal. You gotta get through stuff faster. Yeah. Um, but now, like, the healer's complaining, like, well, I don't know what to do when I get this scenario. I can't heal. You know, my answer know. to that is, you've got another spec. Just change specs. Yeah. I think they're kind of missing the purpose in that they're, the scenarios are designed so that they're more difficult than a solo quest, but they're not as hard as a dungeon, where you don't need a tank and healer you just need multiple people and most of them are centered around doing quests i mean have you done the one um a little patience i don't know if i have or not uh, it's a scenario where um king varian is dealing with attack from the horde and he's trying to tell Tyrand to be patient and not to go out and attack them they said they need instead they need to build their resources so you actually spend most of the scenario kind of going around and fighting little mobs and then taking objects and then building up uh, your base. Hmm. Rather than the uh, upfront goal to be to, you know, kill things. Kill everything? Yeah. So it's different and it requires uh, more of a quest type experience. And any three players can do it. And I like that. Maybe I'm a little prejudiced because, you know, I... I hate the, what, 40-minute queue to get into an LFR, whereas we had a healer with us and we were there. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Holloway. (laughs) That was funny. Yeah. We went from 40-minute queue to a minute queue. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I don't consider myself, I like scenarios, and it's not because, I I don't feel like, you know, a lot of people say, we like scenarios because you don't need a tank, or you don't need, and that's not why Mm -hmm. I like scenarios. I like scenarios, number one, because they're quick. They are challenging, but they're not, you know, overly difficult. They don't take 30 minutes of my time, like a dungeon or, you know, whatever. And it's not like I have to know what I'm doing. Does that make sense? Like, it tells you, you're going to go do this. Oh, right. And you get the little pop-ups. Now you're going to go fight. I you don't, don't have, have to study before you go in there. Right. You yeah. know, I'm just, I just, I can go in and I can enjoy it. And what I find most interesting, here, I have a little, uh, What's my, the theory is the word I was looking for. I have a theory about scenarios Uh or scenarios, depends on what you want to call them. And that is this. You get put in with a different group as far as classes go. I have yet to run with a a tank and a healer. You know, I've always gotten in, like, if you get a healer, you're like, whoa. And if you get a tank, you're like, whoa. And then when I get two other warlocks, I'm like, whoa. (laughs) But here, here's my theory on that. Uh, I don't know, it was a couple of weeks ago when I was all, I was kind of, I was happy because I was the last man standing when we're fighting a rare one time. Right. Well, I kind of feel that the scenarios give you a little more experience of what it's like to fight and survive without requiring a healer. You know, like when I'm in a raid or something or a dungeon. I really don't look at myself heals. I'm like, ah, the healer will get me until I get like my warnings. I have tell me in with some warnings, like low health warnings and everything. And I go, oh, I better click on a yeah. on my health stone here. I'm getting kind of low. Well, in a scenario, you tend to be more aware of 
what your health is, as opposed to relying on a healer to keep you healed. You know, in a dungeon, you die and you go, huh, healer didn't didn't save me. True. In a scenario, you die and you go, why did I die? What caused me to die? It wasn't the healer because I don't have a healer. He didn't, you know, so what can I do to prolong my life? And you, I, I think it helps you build those skills up so that when you're in a, a situation that your healer is down, you may prolong that fight and get that boss dead. So it kind of, it lets you play your character differently and get better at playing your character differently. Yeah, it also requires a bit more teamwork. Uh, there's one where you storm the beach and there are these Hosen, the Hosen pirates. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we run it together. So you have to pick up the brew and then bring it back and you're supposed to get a certain amount of counts. Right. But the thing is, if you only need 10 more and then two people go off at the same time and they both load up on 20 and then come back at the same time, you just wasted a bunch of time. True. You know? Yeah. Coordinate that. And the same thing where you're supposed to keep somebody there to fight off the hosen. And if you don't, you know, they're going to come after you. Like, not everyone can be doing the same thing. Correct. Yeah. Um, so it makes it go a lot smoother if people actually communicate and strategize, which you really don't have to do in dungeons. No, especially right now. A lot, if you're running a dungeon with like a group that you that has, you know, been doing LFRs even even current LFRs, you can run a, a heroic dungeon. It's you know you're just there for the quick valor. Yeah, exactly. But I think I'd be okay with them if they decided this pre-made only. Be all right with that. I hope they do. I mean, because they are giving out as rewards like pretty high level gear, and if you do indeed only need three people, it doesn't necessarily have to be um, tanks and healers, and it be should be fairly easy to put get together a group when you want to when you want to put together a group. So. Is that my cue? That was your cue. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Just enjoying the music. I know, right? You're like all jamming. No, that, that was, that's why I, I... The hand signal. The hand signal. Okay. So, I had a Hey Blizz moment this okay. week. Okay. Yeah. What was that? Um, I have two different currencies that I am full on, and I don't know what to spend it on anymore. Justice points and... and... Uh, the, char- the greater charms. Oh. Yeah. Okay, justice points... The only thing I could figure out to do with it was I convert them into honor and then I go to the uh, the mount guy in Ogamar, the guy who sells mounts for honor points. Yeah. And I buy a mount. How many mounts does he sell? Five. Do you have them all? I have them all now. Okay. So I don't know what I'm going to do with my justice points anymore. Maybe I should go talk to that guy. Yeah. And it's frustrating because some patches, you know, they convert your honor into justice and then they make the, the heart... Level tier now you can buy it justice, yeah. But they didn't do that this patch. They no. just reduced the valor, so I had nothing to buy at the justice. And also the trade goods, it's still cataclysm stuff. Uh, you know, yeah. <sighs> so there's that in the greater charms. I cannot get rid of the greater charms. I mean, the only thing you can do with them is to buy objects that help you in the solo loot scenario. Oh, yeah. But when you run yeah. that, you get more than you spent. True. It annoys me. 
When you are picking up more currency than you can carry and you have no way to spend it, I, I see that as a problem. It devalues it. It does. Especially when, you know, it was a month ago that, you know, I, I just couldn't fathom how someone can have, you know, more than three greater charms at a time. Right. And now I've got 20. I can't have less than 20 because I keep getting more. Oh, how about that? So I just think they need a way for us to cash out any currency that we have. Exchange it for gold. Okay. Anything. Valor, justice, the old cooking tokens. Because I ain't going to do nothing with those anymore. I'm not going to do anything with those either. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. So you just think cash it all out for gold. Cash it all out. Just have a set value of what, what those are. Right. What they're worth. Now the tricky part would be getting the proper amount of gold. Because you don't want to make it so that it's a good way to earn gold because Valor points are hard to get for the most part. You know, you're running in end game content to get them. Sure. So you wouldn't want to make it so that it's you're getting a lot of gold for it, but nice to have a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You don't want to you don't want to make Valor millionaires. No, you don't. For example, my rogue I, I don't intend to do in-game content with her. I'm just doing it for archaeology and pet battles. But every once in a while, I'll do a few dailies here and there, and she gets five hour points, and it adds up. And it'd be nice to have the option just to turn in those for, you know, a little bit of gold. I like that idea. Yeah. Same with the justice points. You know, cash it out for... You get full injustice points, cash it out for gold. Yeah. I Greater charms, some, cash out for gold. I got some crazy... Uh Stuff from like wrath coins and stuff. All right, are you talking about the fountain coins? No, 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 just like currency, like stuff from wrath. Still, I'm like, eh, I'll never spend that because I didn't get enough of them to buy anything back oh. in there with. So, are you talking yeah. about the micro bones? I don't know what they are. Are they objects or on the, are they on they're your the currency, currency tab. tab? Yeah, they're in the currency tab. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you get a new patch, I mean, that's been the, the protocol. Your Valor gets cashed out in justice. Anything over the certain amount in your justice, you get a gold equivalent. So instead of just limiting to that two patches, I think you should be able at any point in time to really get the gold equivalent of whatever currency that you have. Yeah, I like that idea. And, and, and if they want to limit it, give it to the guy who uh, comes back and lets you upgrade your gear. Yeah. Let him be the guy who cashes in and out, too. Yeah. You know, he could be the currency trader. Sure. Doesn't have to be always there, but, you know, if they don't want it to be. You know, that mm-hmm. way they could control... Because I know a lot of it is Blizzard wanting to control the amount of gold in the game, you know. So. Right. But well, if you if you set the rate so that you're really not getting that much... It'd be, for example, if you went out to farm random mobs that didn't drop anything in particular, um, you just went out and you started killing... Um, kobolds. Kobolds. You would get something for your effort. Some silver, maybe a candle. You get some silver, you get little vendor trash items, you go to sell it. So if you spend an hour doing that, you have a little bit more than when you started out. Sure. It Would it be worth it to spend that hour? Absolutely not. No. So you make the gold exchange rate so that if somebody were to go out and take the effort that it took to earn those justice points or valor so they get the gold, it'd be a waste of their time. Yeah, I mean, I'm the same way. If I get, I like, yeah. I get like what four thousand valor right now, or no, or uh, justice points right now, whatever the sure. cap is. Yeah. If I get four hundred gold for that, cool. Exactly. 
cool. Let me go cash that in because I ain't doing nothing with and it. And how many weeks would it take to get four thousand justice if I you don't if know. you went specifically just to farm that? It would take several. Okay. Getting four hundred gold out over the course of several weeks is not going to no, not gonna break get... the wow economy. No. no. I like your idea. Yeah. Should make that happen. Should make it happen. Hey Blizz. Hey Blizz. Welcome to the true confessions of a Warcraft player. Bless me, Father Root and Sister Freckle, for I have sinned. This is my first confession to you. Back during the days of the Wrath of the Lich King, I had a level 70 warrior, but I wasn't playing him much. And my brother, who had just about every other class except a warrior, had wanted to have a warrior onto his account. So um, I had called up Blizzard, and I had asked, told Blizzard that it, it was okay to transfer my warrior off of my account onto my brother's account. Blizzard then told me that it wasn't okay for siblings to, to do that. However, if I had a spouse, then they would have no trouble in transferring uh, tunes between accounts. I told my brother this. And my brother noticed that Blizzard was in California, and since we had the uh, same last name, he had an idea that he thought would, was sure it would work. First, what he had me do was to change my personal information, my address and phone number, so it matches his. He then went ahead and called up Blizzard and had told Blizzard that uh, it was okay to transfer uh, a warrior off of my account onto his account. He had told Blizzard that we were both gay and we were both married. So Blizzard sent me an email asking me if uh, I was okay with transferring my warrior off of my account onto my homosexual husband's account. And I replied back, saying no problem and uh, it actually worked so that's my confession I pretended to be gay and uh, on top of that I pretended to be married um, that's about it this is anonymous one signing off toot toot and toot um hey Freck <laughs> <laughs> how are you <laughs> flabbergasted yeah yeah so <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you handle the the penance on uh, pretending to be your brother's gay husband in California. I'm kind of tempted to leave this up to you. Me? Yeah. <clears throat> wow. <sighs> it's creative. Mm-hmm. Um. Definitely creative. Mm-hmm. Show some, uh, but you know, here's the thing. They know. I mean, you got to think that the guy over at Blizzard is looking at the account, going, "The guy just changed his address. They see those changes, uh-huh. those history, and they they log the calls and they log the tickets. So they got to look back in the history and go, "Yeah, okay." You know, <laughs> <laughs> this guy must really want want to transfer this warrior pretty bad if uh, they're gonna play the. The card that yeah. they played. Yeah. <sighs> so, hmm, hmm. Me passing down a penance, that just sounds kind of weird to me. So, huh. I got it. What? Here is the penance. Hopefully, uh, uh, Anonymous One's brother <laughs> still plays. <laughs> so, your penance is this. You must both roll a level one Blood Elf on Deathwing and come find Freckleface and myself and dance for us. (laughs) 
That can make him roll on moon guard. No, 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 because no. I'm not going to go on moon guard. No. <laughs> so, uh, anonymous one, there's your penance. Roll, you and your brother roll blood elves. <laughs> and uh, on Deathwing, and come find uh, Freckleface and myself and dance for us. There you go. We have a bonus one. Bonus. Bonus one. We're not gonna. We're not gonna um, require a penance for this one, though. Okay. 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 This is from Scott, and he wrote to us and said, "In vanilla WoW, I kept drowning in Dark Shore, doing my first quest in the water, retrieving something from a sunken ship. It was frustrating, always drowning." A helpful player offered this advice: "You have to remove all your armor so you can surface faster." It did not work better. I floated the same, clothed or unclothed. I did get it done with him fighting things for me and me just swimming faster. But now I look back and I think it was because I was playing a female night elf at the time. Why do they swim swim slower? The guy was trying to get oh, get him oh. in her skivvies. Yeah, yes, okay. So his confession is I've gone back to Dark Shore with an alt and suggested to new characters to try a faster way of swimming. And it worked two out of the five times he's tried <laughs> But he doesn't let them go get a large repair bill. He just laughs and tells them they're on candid camera. <sighs> okay, well, that's funny. Yeah. Now, I came across that quest recently. Um, it's now called An Ocean Not So Deep. It used to be called Deep Ocean Vast Sea. Oh. And you used to have to go down uh, below water and retrieve all this stuff while fighting murlocs. So, and a lot of people did drown while doing it. Because it was a lot of fighting, though Murlocs were a little higher level than you. Sure. So, a lot of people died doing it. It's very frustrating. Cataclysm, they replace that quest with something where you go out and meet this gnome, and he's got this um, robot that's taking control of. Uh-huh. So, it's a vehicle quest. You go down, you get a bunch of aggro of all the Murlocs, and then you do an explodey thing. Um, and it kills. Die. So, it's yeah. very satisfying, very fun. And you go back to turn it in. The guy, the quest giver makes a comment. He's like, yeah, if I had lost any more adventures, they would have kicked me <laughs> out of this town. <laughs> uh, that, that, see, I like when they do yeah, that. It's, that it's yeah, it's a very cute homage to what used to yeah. be a very frustrating quest. Good job, which, Liz. Yeah. Now, I remember I was when I was leveling a uh, druid for the first time. Uh-huh. And probably the only time. I got to the, um, the quest line. And I kept going back to like my my trainer and learning stuff, you know. Oh, look, I have this form. Yeah. And I, and I learned the aquatic form. I'm like, cool. I learned. I know the aquatic form. Awesome. Which was a seal. I think. Yeah. And then I do this quest where I have to go uh, get this necklace or these two two right, necklaces. Right. To say. Yeah. Like yeah. you got to piece them all together. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I'm like, boom, aquatic form. I'm like, okay, la da da. Got them. I'm like, I don't really get the point of this quest. Yeah. And then I read, I was reading about it in a wildhead. It's like, that used to be the way you got your aquatic form. Right. <laughs> you had to go get that and go back to the train. And that quest was still in there, but you got your aquatic form ahead of time. Oh. So you waste your time. Yeah. I was kind of yeah. like, I was like, well, I don't see the challenge in this. And then, I, oh, okay. You know, <laughs> you used to not have aquatic form. Got it. Yeah. Water has been one of the most disappointing things for me in a while. Because you can't use your um, any breath. No, I can. But like when we got to Vashir, right? I was like, finally, I can. You're useful. Yeah. No. No, you're not useful. No. no. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, Freck, what is coming up this weekend? Well, 
In WoW, this Sunday starts Children's Week. Oh, yeah. There are 10 pets available to be gotten. And it's really cool because now that they have account-wide pets and you can only do the quest once on each tune, mm. you can go on different tunes and get... If you don't oh. have any of the Children's Week pets, right. you can get them all this cycle. Instead oh, nice. of you just have to wait nice, a few nice. years. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Also, many players are going to be headed to the auction house to get treats for the achievement, bad example. That's right, all the candy. Yeah, you're eating yeah. all these um, sugar and brownies and cakes and things in front of your orphan. <laughs> um, so all those brownies and cakes and things are going to be in demand. Sure. So if you want to make a little money, look now's the, your chance. Yeah, look up that achievement, see what's required, and also don't forget that it's not just the baked goods that goes up in price; it's the ingredients to make them. Very good point. So be aware of that. Also, our Hearthcast news, um, if you want to read a profile of Root the Warlock, you are now featured on warlockery.com. Our friend Emma Jade, who runs that site, did a, you sent in your... Profile. Profile. <laughs> <laughs> he's, in a, he's in a questionnaire, which I answered. Yes. yes. So. So I enjoyed reading it, and I hope that... Did you learn anything? I did. Oh, that's scary. I did. I learned things. <laughs> This Saturday, we're having a WOW meetup. We're trying it at a new place. We're trying to rotate locations for our last Saturday of the month meetup, and we're going to try BJ's restaurant, not the club. Oh, I was so confused. I thought we were going to go around like the sample stations all day and be like, I'll tell you some of that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But depending on what they put out, that can be a fun day. <laughs> <That's right. Yeah. laughs> But no, we're going to BJ's, the restaurant, so hope to see all of our Orlando WoW players there. Folks, don't forget about our Hearthies. We're always looking uh, for new recipients of the Hearthie. As you know, the last recipient was Ro from uh, the Roman Maintenance Podcast for all the work that he's done for the WoW podcasting community. And uh, he was nominated, and so you can do the same. If you know somebody that you feel is doing just wonders, not just for the WoW podcasting community, but just for WoW in general. Let us know. We may go check them out. And if we agree with you, they could be our next recipient of a hearthy. And while you're out and about, don't forget to check out the WOW Podcast subreddit over at reddit.com forward slash WOW Podcast plural. You can find a bunch of cool new podcasts there. I personally, before I went on my trip, I loaded up with some new podcasts and have some new ones to my add to my rotation. And uh since I got back, I haven't listened to any, but that's my fault because I've just been tired. But I will get caught up on all those. Now it's got kind of finding the time to get all my podcasts in. I don't know how Road does it because it's there's so many so many good podcasts out there. So go check out uh, that subreddit over at reddit.com forward slash wild podcast. You'll be glad that you did. Also, keep in mind Demonic Rick, who is still uh, raising money to fund the medication that could help him see again. So if you have the means to do so, please consider making a donation to his fundraiser page. Want to give a shout out to our friends on Facebook, especially Gregory S., um, who sent us a nice message on Facebook, so thank you very much for that. And on Twitter, we have Karahova and Ardelaire. And I also want to give a thank out, a shout out rather to those on Twitter who helped me uh, pass some time while I was waiting in the airport. I'm oh. perpetually early to places like airports. Uh-huh. And, uh, it's better than being late. 
Yeah, but I'm way early. Yeah. Yeah, like two hours early. You showed up so. to meet up for an hour early, too? Yeah, I did. I That's did. probably yeah. why I got so tired. You showed up for an hour early. I get, yeah. I get places early. I just, yeah. oh, it's a bad habit. But uh, yeah, they gave me some good advice and some good suggestions. And we kind of had, had some good conversations during that time. So thank you, especially Stompalina. She helped me out a lot there. So thanks. Hey, folks, don't forget this show is part of the Ego Podcasting Network. For other great shows just like this one, go ahead over to egonetworks.com. It's not just WoW Podcast. They've got other geek lore and, uh, you know, Star Wars and movies and just a bunch, a plethora of other great podcasts just like this one. So go over to egonetworks.com and check it out, and you'll be glad that you did. Some extra special shout-outs going over to the Training Dummies with a Hen and Holloway. Vote to Kick with Akari, Synergy, and Drathan and Eclipse. Go check them out. They are an explicit live podcast. They're explicitly live and lively explicit. So go check them out at twitch.tv slash vote number two kick. You can be part of next week's show by sending us your questions, comments, or any other feedback. Shoot an email to contribute at hearthcast.com. Tweet me at hearthcastfreck or root at hearthcastroot. Like our Facebook page or send us a voice message on hearthcast.com through SpeakPipe. No registration or installation required. We'd again like to thank our sponsors for Season 5, Open Raid. You can find Hearthcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or just drop our RSS feed into your favorite podcasting app. Until next time, this has been Root and Freckleface for hearthcast.com. Hello, my name is Demonic Rick, aka Richard Harlow. Three years ago, while attending a prestigious art school for a degree in 3D animation, I lost my vision due to a rare optic nerve disease called Lieber's Optic Neuropathy. Though my dreams were crushed to become an animator, I did not give up. I went into psychology and became an advocate for people with disabilities. While being very active at my university, I actually never stopped playing WoW. I made the game accessible for me through the use of add-ons, and I can say that I competed at a hardcore level while making sure people couldn't tell that I was actually blind and I could only see about one-eighth of the screen at any moment, with that one-eighth being very, very blurry. I also got into podcasting and created funny segments with my warlock about accessibility, which then led me into stand-up comedy. In my routine, I like to satirize what it's like to actually have a disability and the funny things that happens in day-to-day life being blind. And quite recently, I opened up for famous Canadian comedian Tom Green. Now I come to you asking for your help or support. There's a drug out there that can actually potentially restore my vision. Unfortunately, it is too expensive for me to acquire. No medical insurance company wants to help me and neither does my government. The drug itself costs a minimum of $12,000, but an estimate of $24,000. Now after seeing the show that I did with Tom Green, a local couple wanted to get involved, and they started up a fundraiser for me on the website Fundraiser, that's Fund R-A-Z-R, entitled Help Richard Harlow See Again. 
So if you'd like to donate, I would be very much appreciative. Now the fundraiser ends on May 3rd, and any money donated to me that is not directly used for my drug treatment will actually get donated to a charity that helps the blind. If you'd like to contact me and have a question, would like to see my videos, or hire me to go on tour to your location, you can like my Facebook page at Richard Harlow Comedy, or you can find me on Twitter at Demonic Rick without a K. You can help Richard Harlow see again.